As the Coachella Valley continues to grow as an entertainment and cultural empire in the California desert cities, Mutual 111 is your go-to for local and regional arts, literature, music, special events, and theater. From the Mutual Broadcasting System Studios in Palm Springs, it's The Desert Scene with Bonnie G. And welcome to The Desert Scene. Happy to have you here and very happy to welcome to the show Mr. Michael Kraft, who's a friend of mine. and He's a local author and has uh, written 19 novels, won a bunch of awards, and he has a new one out called Desert Deadline. Hi, Michael. How are you? Good morning, Bonnie. I'm great. How are you today? Good, and I just finished it a couple hours ago. Finished the book. I've been reading it this whole week. I loved it. So tell people, it's another in the uh, Dante and Jazz series. So tell us a little bit about it. Well, uh, this is the, the second installment. Uh, the series began uh, last year with Desert, Desert Getaway, which uh actually proved to be a, a, a really auspicious beginning uh, because uh, earlier this year in the spring, uh, that book was named a, uh, a finalist for uh, the Helen, uh, wait a minute, I'm blanking it right now, a finalist for the uh, Lillian Jackson Braun Award uh, mm-hmm. through the Mystery Writers of America, mm-hmm. uh, the people who do the Edgars. So that was a fairly big deal. Yeah. Uh, it was named as as you know, one of five, one of only five cozy mysteries for the year uh, to to be singled out for that. Mm-hmm. I didn't win it, but as they say, it's a great honor to be nominated. Absolutely, oh, sure. There's a lot of authors who would have loved to have been nominated. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, that novel established uh, my two main characters, uh, Dante O'Donnell and Jazz Friendly as sort of an unlikely crime-solving pair Mm -hmm. uh, set in the Palm Springs area. And so it was very clear that there was uh, the need to continue the series. So now we have Desert Deadline, which was just published a month or so ago. And I'm delighted to hear that you're, you know, that you've not only read it, but you were finishing it. The last message I got yeah, from yeah. you said that you were had 30 yeah. pages to go. I just finished it this morning. I said, I've got to find, I've been reading it all weekend. I said, I've got to finish the book before I talk to Michael. I really enjoyed it very much. And of course, it's always Thank fun you. to read a book that is set in your local area and the places, you know, rest, and I know some of the names were fictional, but, but Idlewild and other places that you, you know, you can picture where they are because it's, it's local. Yep. So t- mm-hmm. I have to ask you about your characters. So let's say we'll start with Dante and jazz. Are your characters sometimes based on sort of combinations of people that you actually know, or do you just create them completely from scratch in your mind? Well, it's a little bit of both, Bonnie. I mean, I, I, I often tell people that every character I write has a bit of me in it. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but no single character is me. Mm-hmm. And by the same token, I mean, uh, a novel, especially a mystery novel, by its nature has a lot of characters. Yes. There's a very large cast. And, uh, it's safe to say that, you know, every character I write is drawn from bits and pieces of, of people I know, just because that's that's what writers do. I mean, you call upon your whole life experience mm-hmm. to uh, create characters. And though, you know, you would like to think that you're just spinning them out of out of nothing. You know, it's just the, the, the brilliance of your imagination. In, in fact, you know, there's always a lot of influence and a lot of memories involved of things that you recall about people and their quirks 
quirks are important. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I try, you know, studiously, of course, not to write identifiable people. Right. Because, um, you know, that could get you into all kinds of trouble, it, especially yes, in a murder could. mystery. Yeah. <laughs> so, want to tell people just a little bit of a sketch of the plot here, just a little bit? Yes. Uh, Dante, uh, half, of the, half of the team, and Dante is the narrator of the book. So, you hear the, the whole story as, as he would tell it to mm-hmm. you. Um, is uh, in his early 50s. He's a gay man. Uh, he's had some troubles in his life at the personal level. So in a way, he's starting over. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's ended up as a concierge for a vacation rental agency in Palm Springs. And this tends to bring him into contact with a, a whole variety of people who tend to bring along with them, you know, plenty of bag- baggage of the messed up variety okay. <laughs> and uh, in, in in this latest installment it's a big deal that Maud Mauvais is coming to town she's mm-hmm. uh, a renowned uh, writer of romance novels and uh, this is this is an area that he knows nothing about but it seems uh, everyone else in the world is just crazy for Maud Mauvais Maud mm-hmm. Mauvais. Um, things turn out to be not exactly as they seem, not exactly what he was led to believe. And uh, there is a murder early yes. on in the book, mm-hmm. and it falls, it falls to him and to Jazz Friendly, who uh, is a, let me get this correct, uh, she's a black, straight woman in her 30s. So on the, on the surface, you know, she and Jazz, she and Dante seem to have nothing in common, but the, they've discovered common ground, mm-hmm. and they've they've sort of partnered up on a on a you know time to time basis to uh, to get together to solve uh, perplexing uh, mysteries. Yes, and the sto- stories like, for instance, when you did the previous novel, did you already have this story kind of percolating in the back of your mind? If, if I continue with the series, here's the next story I'm going to tell. I don't recall at what point um, I figured out the nugget of mm-hmm. of the current plot. I mean, it surely, you know, it surely was somewhere, you know, toward the end of the process of putting the first book away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't really focus on it until, uh, you know, until that that first book was published. Mm-hmm. And right now, as a matter of fact, I'm I'm going through the exact same process with what will be the third book in the series. Um, I don't have a title for it yet, but I know what it's about, and mm-hmm. I have it outlined, and I've been drafting it. And, and in fact, you know, I, I was working on it 10 minutes before uh, picking up the phone to talk okay. to you this morning, Bonnie. Yeah, so good. that story's very much in my mind right yeah. now, and I'm about 100 pages into it. Uh, that brings me to another question, which I may have asked you before. Are you someone who says, all right, every day tomorrow I'm going to sit down, I'm writing from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m., or, or or do you just sort of sit down and write when the mood strikes you? Well, that's that's an interesting question, and you'd be surprised how often people ask me that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have a you have a picture, you know, in your mind's eye of, of a novelist just at the keyboard, pounding it out, yeah. you know, and I mean, and that, that's really what that phase of the project is what I refer to as drafting, you mm-hmm. know, actually getting the words on the page 
for the first time. But there's a lot of work involved besides that, you know, in, in the planning of it in the beginning and then in the revision revision of it afterward. And uh, it, it's only, and I do work on something related to my writing every day, probably seven days a week. But then when it comes to the draft, which is, is the really, you know, work intensive nose to the grindstone period of getting those 80,000 words on paper, uh, then yes, uh, I, I really do stick to it. Um, while I'm drafting a novel, which usually takes me two to three months. I do work on it seven days a week. Um, I get started with it uh, as early as I'm ready to in the morning, break for lunch, then go back to it. But I would say in general, I'll spend perhaps four hours a day actually writing. Mm -hmm. Um, That may not sound like a lot, but at least I have found that uh, the, the drafting, the writing is a very uh, energy consuming Intensive. experience. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. mean, you're just sitting at your desk, but boy, it's mentally exhausting. Right. And so, you know, after four hours of it, I'm done. I could imagine. <laughs> That's a long time. I know better not, I know better not to force it yeah. after that. So, um, as far as the, the um, series, now you had a previous series, do you have in your mind that you, okay, if I'm going to do a series, it's going to be three, and then I'm going to quit and move on to something? Or is it, if it's the next one's successful, that this could go on till you don't know when? I mean, have end up with 10 in, in, a, in a series? Well, my, uh, my first mystery series, the Mark Manning series, that mm-hmm. you know, started like way back in the, in the, in the late 90s, yeah. uh, that went on for seven books. Okay. Um, I, I would, I don't think I would ever contemplate doing that long of a series again. Readers really enjoy them, Mm -hmm. but I mean, as a writer, it just, it it wears thin. After a while. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. And, and at this point, you know, with the Dante and Jazz series, I'm sure there will be at least three because I'm working on the third one now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, after that, I'll, I'll reassess, you know, do I want it to continue or is it time for something else? That's the beauty of of writing. You know, Mm -hmm. it's purely creative and you're always looking for that next horizon. But I'm, I'm really kind of jazzed, if I could yeah. use the expression, yeah. about the next book because mm-hmm. it's, it's sort of a personal milestone for me. It will be my 20th novel. Wow, yeah. And, uh, That's maybe impressive. Maybe then I'll just sit back and take a little breath, yeah. you know. <laughs> so what advice would you give uh, young writers out there, someone who's sitting down and think, thinking, I'm, I'm working on my first novel. What advice would you mm-hmm. give other writers? Well, I mean, they always say you have to learn to read before you can <laughs> learn to write. Yeah. So if, you know, if, if there's a particular uh, genre or style of fiction that appeals to you, definitely, you know, read what's out there or, you know, read what's popular now, read what you like mm-hmm. and try to read it analytically in terms of figuring out how did the writer put this together. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, it, you know, eventually uh, you, you can't just sit down one day and decide, okay, I'm going to write a 300 page manuscript. I mean, no, no. Yeah. You know, it, 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 I mean, some people who call themselves, who call themselves 
pantsers because they write by the seat of their pants. We'll we'll do that, but it's not in my nature at all. Yeah. I'm a I'm a planner, mm-hmm. not a pantser, and I I do tend to outline just because that seems to uh, work so well with the mechanics of a mystery novel, which has a very complicated plot. Yeah. Yeah. So if people wanted to. And then the other. Go ahead. Yes. The other bit of advice is, you know, uh, seek out the company of other writers, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be, you know, through an organization such as the Palm Springs Writers Guild or, you know, whether it means taking a course in creative writing where you're where you're doing your writing in a workshop and you're Mm -hmm. critiquing each other. That's a tremendous help. Yeah. So if people wanted to purchase your books, can they get them through your website or local bookstores or where can they get them? Yes, I I know that uh, several local bookstores have it, um, but uh, Amazon has everything. Mm -hmm. And if you go to my website, michaelcraft.com, that's craft with a C, uh, there are links that can take you uh, to, uh, you know, the, the appropriate pages for hardcover, paperback, or Kindle. It's available in all three editions right now. Excellent. Well, Michael, congratulations once again. You hit it out of the park. Uh, I would really encourage <laughs> you, Desert Deadline. It was gr- a great read, really fun, really interesting, great characters with Dante and Jazz and a lot of other characters. And local, mentioning a lot of local spots, Ottawa, et cetera, is really fun to kind of feel like you're sort of part of the story. So uh, congratulations. Best of luck to you. And thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Bonnie. I had a great time. Super. Have a great day. And we will talk to the rest of you on the desert scene the next time. Join us again for the desert scene with Bonnie G from Mutual 111. Be sure to visit thedesertscene.com for more show information and mutual111.com for our full library of episodes.